chitter chitter chatter chit chit chat. Chitter chatter chitter chit chit chat. Chitter chatter chitter chatter chit chit chat. Chumper dumper chumper dumper chump chump chump. Chumper wumper 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 wump wump wump. Taka 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 fist fist fist. Proper copper coffee pot. Proper copper coffee pot. Flowers and lemons sip honey and eels. Ray. A drop of golden sun. Is that, is that, what's that? Me. It's, you know, the oh. sound of music thing, but I don't even, I've only seen the film once, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> Me, a name I called myself, far a long, long way to run. Drugs. I like Jon Snow. I like him a lot as well. I really do, but this you are he, just about to U-turn. No, but I know he's too old and fragile for weed, because I watched that <laughs> dreadful smoking cannabis live thing that they did, um, and it was... Uh, I like to think I'm not biased, but I thought it was badly covered, and he, he you know, inhaled some stuff and was... He, he, he pranged out, basically, and hated it, and then they ran with that as, as the thing that that weed does and why it's so bad and super skunk but yeah if you're an old man and you get put in an MRI and you never smoke weed yeah you're probably going to prang out a little bit so he so you and know, you're got on TV yeah you're being scrutinised it's, it's, it's actually this perfect was a, this was a filmed bit so this bit wasn't specifically live right. it, it was a segment uh, as part of the live show but yeah it, it, um, it frustrated me a little bit Nutty was on there old old Professor Nutt, um, which was quite good, and he remains sort of the non-sensationalist out of all the, the presenters. Mm. Um, and after all this sort of fanfare about how intense it was for Jon Snow and all of that sort of stuff, they decided they were going to split out skunk weed and old school 70s weed or whatever. The good weed. Yeah. And the bad weed. Yeah. So there is maybe some justification for that. Anyway, then on the scale of uh, the chart of sort of danger that they have, you know, the professor not got in trouble about where he has ecstasy quite low on the danger scale yeah, and alcohol up here. really high. So they split out, <clears throat> they split out skunk and seventies bushweed or whatever, mm. um, and skunk was still, although it branched out, it, it didn't really change the thing at all. Skunk was still way lower than alcohol right. all the others all the others all the others and then bushweed went just way down the end off the scale totally totally below everything you know right. so even though they got excited about it and then they were talking about moving it up the scale actually all that happened was when they split it out the hard shit stayed below everything you can imagine including alcohol you know all, all the classics class A's class B's so Jon Snow uses that as a um, as a way into this discussion. So David Cameron and Jon Snow having a chat in a garden mm-hmm. about skunk, um, which is a broad term. No, I'm not telling you this. For, I know you know. Yeah, yeah. I know you know. This is the others. It's for, for everyone else mm-hmm. that doesn't know what skunk is. It's mm-hmm. a broad term for a type of cannabis. And cannabis um, is a member of the nettle family and grows widely in temperate and tropical surroundings. That's the science bit over. Very nice. Cannabis Very nice. is... Um, you were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Cannabis, right, listen up, controlled 
as a Class B substance mm -hmm. under the Misuse of Drugs Act in 1971. Yeah. So you've cleared this up now. I've cleared this you, up. You're sure. It means that possession carries a penalty of up to five years in prison, an unlimited fine, or both. Up to five years. Yeah. Possession. So, okay. So you can dealing fifteen years. Okay, so so uh, that's what I was going to say. There must be an amount where they deem it to be dealing, and then they can give you up to fifteen. Yeah, or you can, you I can think have it's like a bail of it and say. No, I think it's the intent to deal, and I don't know how that is measured. Probably I, by amount. If you have more than an amount, they would state. If you've got one of those hay bales that horses that, yeah. but maybe you're just like I'm stocking up for the winter. Yeah, you could you could try and play that in court, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen how much I get through. I'm, the only reason I'm not doing it now is because exactly. I'm in court. I just chop off a bit and throw it on the open fire. Yeah, and just let inhale. it fill the house. Yeah. yeah, put some wet socks up the chimney, and it just yeah, just does its thing. Just permeates through yeah. everything. Yeah. Anyway, let's have a listen to this bibble. I'm quite excited for this actually. Since I last had an interview with you, which was at the Tory Party conference, I've smoked skunk. I, I watched a bit of the programme. Well, and very you frightening. Have seen it that was, it was too. a very horrible experience, and it is skunk, a form of marijuana, is nevertheless massively stronger than anything that you or I smoked when we were students. Now, the question I have is this: twenty-five percent of all diagnosed psychosis in London over the past five years, according to King's Hospital research, is skunk-related. Is there not a danger that we are literally? backing into the most appalling mental health crisis. All right, so a couple of things just right off the bat. Even mm -hmm. before David Cameron opens his mouth, mm -hmm. really. Um, Good to stop there. One, literally backing into the most appalling crisis. You mean figuratively, John, you penis. I, I hate it when people get that wrong so much. You literally... You'd expect it from an old newscaster. Yeah, either, I would know. You? Uh, Oh, you're literally killing me right now, Jon Snow, from not Game of Thrones. And by literally, I mean not at all literally. I don't know, I don't know where he gets this from. Um, and also, way to provide a loaded question as well, talking mm. about his decades of being a journalist. Mm. Um, don't we? you think the best way to vote Conservative is with a ballpoint pen? Or do you think maybe a biro is better for speech? It's like that kind mm. of... That kind of question. So we already know this isn't going to be the best news piece that Channel Four has ever done. He's pushing for yes as the answer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. About the about the study though, can we talk about that? Are we going to talk about that a little bit later? We are hundred percent going to talk about the study. Twenty five percent sounds high to me, so I'd be interested to hear more on that. Well, okay. So I've looked at it. Mm -hmm. I've looked at the actual study, and so we can definitely talk about that. But let's hear what. Our Prime Minister has to say. See what DC's got. About this. It's quite nicely framed, isn't it? You know, it's very nice, yeah, yeah, in the secret garden. Yeah. Surprised they're not toking on a bifter while they're having the I chat, know, honestly. Is, they've got nature around them. Be perfect time for Jon Snow to actually do it again. Just pull out a sneaky bong from his pocket. Yeah, do that, Prime Minister. I think this is a real danger. I, I don't therefore reach the conclusion that somehow legalising drugs and regulating them is right. I think that would lead to more usage and more problems. I think the answer is to keep the laws we have, but to do better on education 
and also to do better on treatment. You, you could argue that it would be much safer to give the whole thing to Smith, Klein, Beecham and ask them to sort out a well, decent, I, safe I think the problem, marijuana. People are going to go on smoking it. I think the problem with that is that I think you'd find drug use would go up. And I don't think you can guarantee that skunk use would go down. So I think you, you could end up making the problem worse. As I say, I think the answers are education at the front end and treatment uh, at the back end, and particularly helping with mental health, which for the first time now, we've got these waiting time limits for psychological therapies that can make such a big difference. Prime Minister, thanks very much. So that's the end of that debate. I like the end of it, though treatment and then started talking about waiting times because that should be what we're moving towards shouldn't it treating it as a health issue yeah moving away from the criminal aspect yeah, of it which seems to be what he's suggesting but i don't see any of that in practice having had it lifted back up to a class b so you're prosecuting people more severely for it so i i, I don't see where that's in practice i can't pretend to know about the mental health waiting lists or, or what's happening there, if there's been any progress. Me neither. Uh, he's almost saying some of the right things, but I, I don't see any of it happening. I think... Right? I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding first, first about the connection between drugs and mental health and mm-hmm. drugs and addiction and... Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be, that needs to be the starting point for this kind of thing. Mm. Um, but anyway, so they're talking about this study. That's why. Tell me more. On um, the study, yeah. I wondered about that. That link, um, really. The claim is that twenty-four percent of all new cases of psychosis are associated with the use of high, punti- high, high potency skunk-like cannabis. In addition, the risk of psychosis is three times higher for potent skunk-like cannabis users. Okay, so there's a few things to consider. Firstly, the use of the word associated. Mm. It is a scientific document written by scientists who have a very specific way of using the English language. Accurately might be one way of describing the use, unlike Jon Snow, who knows nothing. He did get super baked, though, and didn't like it very much, so now he knows. No, he knows. He knows nothing. Uh, exactly. I think, I think that's, uh, that's what makes it worse, is that he's leading with the bias that he thinks that everyone that smokes goes into this mad, depraved, paranoia world mm. just because he did. That's what I think. You, you've got about a 25% chance of going insane if you take marijuana. It's what I think they think they're... Yeah. They're, the scientists one in, four, one in four joints will make you lose your mind yeah. forever. So watch out, because it's just a matter of time. And if you can get rid of skunk then mm. you'll have a quarter less psychosis mm. cases or so that is what i think they think all that means mm. um which is kind of worrying really um one thing in there that seems to be totally wrong just to jump in yeah was um our prime minister was saying that the idea of legalizing it and handing it over to Beecham Smith Klein or whoever it would be that would mass produce it in a safe manner mm. would mean that usage would go up that's quite a that 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 result is what's stopping him from making that decision apparently but that mm. result is hasn't been proved in society in fact the opposite has been proved so that that link isn't there and he's using that as a reason to he's using that as his main reason not to legalize it and have it mm. mass produced and taxed and it's bogus but it's not even true 
I mean, we, we can, you can see in places like Portugal that drug use has gone down when, when it's been, when, when these things have been uh, decriminalised. Um, it's just not, it's just not true. Hmm. I don't think there's been an. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the situation is in Uruguay and and and, um, and the st- and the the various states in America that have legalized it. They definitely haven't haven't had any massive problems. So I don't know where people have reached this conclusion that seems to be a, a known truth that legalization means suddenly everyone's doing it. it. It might make it more accessible in a safe way to the people that are already doing it. Maybe some people will be tempted if it suddenly starts getting advertised, such as cigarettes or something. But I can't see that happening. Yeah. But I don't know where this conclusion's been drawn because no. there aren't enough places that have legalized it let alone that have legalised it and then loads of people have started using it, for people to assume that as a base case scenario, if you know what I mean. Why is that a conventional wisdom? Because I think it's, it hasn't been challenged enough over the years. Mm. And now that we've got countries that have actually gone ahead and done it, mm. you don't need to guess anymore. You can look mm. at the data. Well, yeah. um, but I don't see anyone rushing to to look at the data and again I'm you know I'm not I don't leap to conspiracy theories um I just think there's not an appetite for discussing it because it is a vote splitter still I think for as Mm. I mean for as many people in the UK that are in favour of it there probably are about the same amount that are against but and then I can understand why if you're just a vote winning machine that you just don't go for it Mm. Until somebody demands it, until the public demand it, I think that's when you. I understand. I understand that, but I think don't they have a responsibility to be careful with their language rather than making these assumptions? If you're going to sit on the fence because you're worried about voters, sure, sit on the fence, but don't spout this nonsense that's totally unfounded. Mm. Um, that usage will go through the roof or something. There's and t- why? And why with why with skunk would that be the case? Why is suddenly everyone rushing out to smoke weed because it's on the shelves? I don't think... I think it's because it's tainted with this gateway drug thing, which again has been disproven. So if you took it to a different drug and said, let's decriminalise heroin and have that on the shelves for people, it'll be safe with clean needles. I don't think he'd be saying, well, usage would go up. Everyone's going to suddenly start going out and doing heroin. Mm. Maybe he would. He might it seems do. Like, it seems like skunk or weed or whatever has... It's assumed that that's going to happen more with this because it's a... I don't know. It's it's an odd one. It's an odd one. I find it bizarre that that that's just, that's the assumed base case scenario. It's it's one report that a lot of people jumped on. A lot of newspapers mm. jumped on it, like they were waiting for something like this to happen. It's like ah, vindication. You mm. see, you see, psychosis. Mm. Anyway, this is a, you're a scientist. This is a scientific document. You understand that scientists write in a very specific way, and when they say likely, they don't mean it in the same way that my actor mates mean it's likely to be free. Oh, it was a tenner. You meant there was a 3% chance that your mate could get you in for free and you, that it's, was it's never going to happen. The, 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 what you meant is it's unlikely that we'll get in for nothing, but you dragged me here anyway and now it's a tenner and now I'm angry at you because you're not using the English language properly. Whereas a scientist would go, it is unlikely that Alan will even be working tonight. I haven't heard from him in three weeks. He may, If he's there and near the door... We're going to get in for nothing. But ultimately, you know, you take your chances. And that's the key point of scientists, right? They use words... They're careful with their language. They right. use their words accurately. It might mm-hmm. be one way of describing the use of language. Unlike sure. Jon Snow, sure. who literally knows nothing about 
the English language. Yeah. He literally, he literally knows nothing about the English language. You don't understand my Game of Thrones reference here, do you? I, 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 I know Jon Snow, but I don't watch Game of Thrones. Right. I know he's a character, and I know he knows nothing, Jon Snow. Right. You know You, you did get that. I did. I didn't get much of a reaction. Um, I was leaning on the literally. I was leaning on the literally. Okay. Bloody Jon Snow. All right, that's fine. Well, you know enough, <laughs> Yeah. but I'm going to have to cut out... I, I'm Jon Snow in this situation. I, I know nothing. You know nothing. I know nothing. You know nothing, which yeah. means I'm going to have to take out four of the next five Game of Thrones reference jokes that I've written. This isn't for me. I did this... This isn't for me. Well, okay. But there's just going to be an awkward silence every time I do a classic Game of Thrones reference. We can add in some cheers and claps. Right, at the end, you can do like... Do three little laughs for me. <laughs> Perfect. Good range as well. Thank you. Let's hope I've got. Um, is three enough? Maybe we should go for 30, because this is pretty funny. <laughs> that was, I couldn't contain that one. Four. Yeah. Four's probably going to be enough. You're always that one in at the end. Anyway. You're not, you're not that funny. <laughs> Association. That's the key word. Association, yes. psychosis, yes. skunk, association, okay. right? I've noticed an association that people who have slowly starved to death after falling into a well are usually always discovered wearing trousers that don't fit them very well, right? So I've concluded that loose trousers cause death by starvation because I'm a fucking idiot. Right. Or, right? They, or maybe they cause you to fall into a well. <laughs> In the first place. Yeah, maybe maybe loose, loose trousers. trousers. It was, um, the, it was the loose trousers what did it. Right. Slip down, fall around your ankles, trip yeah. into the well. It wasn't the lack of food. It was the trousers that caused the death, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's the trousers. Mm-hmm. That's because there's an association. It's a solid there. association. Yeah. With you. And here's how the data was compiled. Yeah, I said was. I know data is plural. Go fuck yourself. It sounds Check wrong. You out. It does, though, Check doesn't it? You out. It sounds wrong and pompous to say the data are bollocks. Basically, researchers worked with over 400 patients aged 18 to 65 who reported a first episode of psychosis at a particular hospital in London, right? So they just Mm -hmm. took all the people that came in Mm -hmm. reporting psychosis, Mm -hmm. and a main finding from that was that compared with those who had never tried cannabis, users of high-potency skunk had a threefold increase in risk of psychosis. In other words, you're three times as likely to have used skunk and had a psychotic episode than to have just had a psychotic episode. That does not demonstrate causality or correlation. It merely demonstrates an association, mm-hmm. right? So this study is not wrong. It's just being incorrectly interpreted. Yeah. But the worrying thing is this guy, so Robin Murray, who's a professor of psychiatric research and was the senior researcher on the study, mm-hmm. his words, he yeah. says, it is now well known that use of cannabis increases the risk of psychosis. Furthermore, the paper suggests that we could prevent one quarter of cases of psychosis if no one smoked high-potency cannabis. I've looked at that study, and I think that is a bad conclusion to make, even if you're on week one of graphs in the GCSE economics module on interpreting data, but especially if you're a titled knight of psychiatry. Because it isn't there. There's mm. no... That connection is not there. Strong conclusion from the Masmeister. So, for balance, mm-hmm. let's hear from Dr. Lester Grinspoon, retired professor of psychiatry, now lecturing at Harvard, Professor David Nutt, psychiatrist and neuropsychopharmacologist, and Dr. Igor Grant, 
neuropsychiatrist at UCSD School of Medicine. There's the famous, just one spliff and you will go mental. <laughs> the more you mess with cannabis, the more it can mess with your mind. Now, uh, you know, my first seven years as a researcher were devoted to uh, schizophrenia. I can tell you, that is ridiculous. We looked at the evidence. I think we must have gone through about 2,000 papers. And it doesn't cause schizophrenia. Maybe there are some individuals with schizophrenia in which the illness is brought on perhaps a little earlier because they smoke cannabis. There often is what's called an, a precipitating event. A precipitating event is something like uh, an important loss of a person, a severe car accident. It certainly can be exacerbated by a number of drugs. You know, a bad alcohol trip, uh, that could serve as a precipitating event too. The fact is schizophrenia has a prevalence of about 1% the world around. Cannabis use, let's start with the 60s, it's gone up like that. So, you've introduced this new thing. If it's schizophrenogenic, we should see a significant uptick in schizophrenia. We should see more people with schizophrenia. Schizophrenia has stayed just like that. In uh, all of the epidemiologic studies that I'm aware of, there is no uptick. So if marijuana causes schizophrenia, it was introduced, now we should have more schizophrenia. We don't see that. We would certainly see some little rise in that, given the numbers of people who have used this. You really do need to strip this back and address this from a neutral platform to understand that anything to do with mental health is such a tenuous issue built up on different contributing factors. And by applying it all to cannabis, you are possibly doing more harm because you are negating all these other factors that certainly play a part. Interesting stuff. I like it. And that's three decent scientists that have, you know, reviewed the pool of data. It's not one guy who's promoting his own work mm. and may have been paid by the UK government to well, conduct that study and come up with some sort of result that fits their legislation. I, These are global scientists that are reviewing the pool of data on this. I and even if they weren't, that one point they made is, is perfect, right? Yeah. There is an increased use of skunk, or has been since the 60s, and yet the levels of schizophrenia remain at about 1%, which indicates that there is no causality between the two. That's kind of the end of the argument. That is it? the end of the argument, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And this study is, is interesting insofar as it shows um, that maybe people who take drugs, who need to take drugs in a certain way, are in pain. Mm. And maybe that's that's um, more relevant, right? So that's a clip from Culture High, by the way, which is a great documentary. So check it out. Um, and here's a guy Will called um, here's a guy called Dr. Gabor Mate. Gabor says this. Please enjoy the calming music that I cannot get rid of. All the substances of abuse, whether they're opiates or cocaine or anything else, they're actually painkillers. Some of them specifically are painkillers. But physical pain and emotional pain, the suffering is experienced in the same part of the brain. So when people suffer emotional rejection, 
the same part of the brain will light up as if you stuck them with a knife. The Neckhart Tolle says very nicely uh, that addictions begin with pain and end with pain. So that all the addictions are attempts to soothe the pain. So when I work with addictions, the first question is always not why the addiction, but why the pain. And uh, what you find is emotional loss or trauma. In the case of the severe addicts, as in the downtown insider, there were every single one of them traumatized. Some people who take drugs are in pain because they've suffered a trauma, is what he's saying. The mm -hmm. drug is not the problem, it is an attempt at a solution, and one that will not provide long-term catharsis or healing. This is perhaps why people do end up having psychotic episodes while using skunk. This is what brings people to use drugs in that way. Concluding that getting rid of cannabis will cut psychosis is like saying banning biscuits will cut instance of type 2 diabetes. It won't. People will just move on to cake, won't they? Yeah. Or even if they only eat cheese and crispy duck, the root problem hasn't been addressed. Leave the duck alone. It's the guy eating the duck, is what I'm he's, saying. He's got some problems. It's the yeah. guy. Not just, you know, the yeah. duck. Leave it. Also, people will find some other way to self-medicate. Yeah. Even if you banned all drugs, people would start banging their head against the wall until the emotional pain stopped or something, yeah. Yeah. or they'd strangle themselves, and, or they'd hold their breath a really long time. You know, people will find a way to alter their mental state or try and deal with this uh, trauma that he's talking about. Yeah. Wherever there is pain, there will be an attempt to reduce that pain and sometimes in a well in this world that is you know self-medication is is a route mm. and or self-harm right that's another or self-harm yeah whatever it is we're not looking at the source of the problem and it's like it's another weird attempt to ignore mental illness in my opinion it's mm. like oh. i was going to say that after the last clip actually that i think one of the main issues with this realm mm. is that it's the marriage of two v arguably very misunderstood or little understood spheres which are drugs which have been muddied with a lot of political stuff yeah and a lot of disinformation as well yeah um and uh mental health which is also you know been stigmatized misunderstood um so then if you're if you're trying to present causality between those two things and there's politics involved there's a lot of misunderstanding that is just that's going to end up a mess isn't it yeah. essentially yeah and it has yeah it has <laughs> ended up well, as a mess surprisingly um, some people use drugs for recreation of course mm -hmm. yeah. that's that's we've got to say that to kid to kill a bit of time to get a different perspective to socialize you know much like alcohol do we ban alcohol because some people use it as a crutch? Fuck no, we don't. We and it's more, it's way more dangerous than cannabis. Any way you look at it, virtually, mm. and it's legal, which is why I guess it's why this annoys me so much because because we use bad science to keep drugs illegal, and we use good science to educate people on the dangers of alcohol, while simultaneously allowing the spending of millions of pounds just to advertise how great it is. The harshest warnings you'll see in the UK on alcohol are drinking while pregnant warnings. Sure. And enjoy in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> which is the softest yeah. public health warning that has ever been written into law, as mm -hmm. far as I know. Mm -hmm. should probably say, enjoy in moderation, because it's a dose-dependent poison that will literally kill you if you drink too much. Literally, John. Literally. And I mean that in a literal sense. Nice. How is this nice. toothless warning influencing the minds of Britain? Well, mm. it's not unless it's designed to subliminally encourage the exact opposite behaviour. 
because more than 9 million people in England, and our population is 64 million to our American listeners. Hello, Mike. All right, USA. USA, USA, USA. USA. We love you, USA. We do, yeah. although we're concerned about a few, yeah. few people. Sort your Trump out, mate. Yeah, please, please. Put your Trump away. Please stop that, man. Um, anyway, more than 9 million people in England enjoy more than the recommended daily limits, despite the useful labelling warnings, mm. according to alcohol concern, suggesting the adverts are winning or that no one heeds mild warnings that can only be said in the voice of a geography supply teacher on an A-level field trip to an all-you-can-drink pool party at Kesha's house. It's just... You know a Kesha? Kesha, yeah, Kesha's house. Kesha with the dollar sign. Oh, no. that Kesha. Only two more goes on the dentist chair, Sabrina. Drink moderately, enjoy yourself. But glass of water in between the maybe, poison. Yeah, have a little glass of water, and that will sort the poison from stopping all your organs from working. Right, and that has happened in England six thousand four hundred ninety times in twenty twelve. Sorry, what's happened six thousand four hundred ninety times? Alcohol-related death. Wow. Yeah. Um, but what, what I find interesting about this, just to leap in, you're talking about the soft, the very moderate approach to enjoying moderation and a cute little ponytail woman with a pregnant belly with a cross through it. Don't, mm, don't drink my naughty. pregnant. Naughty. But smoking, which I, I, I agree is also, of course, bad and hurts Smoking you. tobacco. Smoking, to, well, smoking anything. Inhaling the, burnt, the raw burnt particulates is bad for you, but I mean smoking tobacco. That somehow hasn't escaped this. We have... Dissected tumours, disgusting eyeballs, people literally on the slate, dead bodies, yep. on tobacco packets. That guy with the tash and that the, is, that the is, neck. Yeah, that's the worst one. Ca- cancer, whatever that is. Yeah, he should have got that seen to months, months ago. He was definitely a bit on the late side with that one, wasn't he? Does the moustache infer a level of... Um, perhaps ambivalence to uh, social care in general? I'd like to think no, seeing as I rock a moustache and think I'm rather cleanly. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, but, but you don't have one of those moustaches that drops all the way down to the below mm, the mouth. Yeah, I've got no neck beard. The, your pretty mouth. <laughs> that, that's where that guy yeah, comes from. Yeah, it's probably the moustache that did it. Yep. Yep. Bill yep. Bob, how's that? <laughs> How's a cancer in your face? Oh, blow over. It'll be fine. Hmm? Watch. Just, <laughs> just grow the moustache a little bit longer to yeah. cover up the bumps. Yeah, you're going to need a big beard to get rid of that thing. That was That's horrible. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's Why I'm hasn't, it, treat, why hasn't right? it? Because it shows what a persistent lobbying by the good guys can do, even against massive corporations like tobacco companies. Mm. It shows that if you get the government on side... You can educate people about the risks of whatever it is they're doing, doesn't mm. it? Because that's what we have done, and we've caused smoking to to fall. Yeah. So it's worked. Yeah. An education initiative has helped people to cut tobacco smoking down. I would agree. Whereas, in alcohol, there's very little effort to um, encourage people to quit drinking. And there's probably numerous obvious reasons why that is. Uh, the main one being, it's not going to work well, in England because it's sewn into the fabric of our society. That, that's very true. Yeah. It's, it's within oh, the culture. Oh, you had I a bad day, some, have I, a drink. Yeah. Do you have a good day? Have a drink. <laughs> so Weekend. Like a cup of tea. Yeah. It suits all, all times. 
Alcohol is responsible for 10% of the UK burden of disease and death, making alcohol one of the three biggest lifestyle risk factors for disease and death in the UK after smoking, tobacco and obesity. Of course, naturally. And this one is key for me, right? Alcohol is a causal factor, causal, in more than 60 medical conditions, including mouth, throat, stomach, liver and breast cancers, high blood pressure, cirrhosis of the liver and depression. Now, if we're unable to make a causal connection between cannabis and psychosis, why is it banned when you can pick up a legal poison at a petrol station? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't want to ban alcohol, by the way. No, no. Um, but there's a better case. If if there is a case for banning drugs at all, um, then there's a better one for banning alcohol than there is for banning cannabis. And it's sending confusing messages, I think. Sure. It costs us money. Alcohol-related crime costs £11 billion a year in England. People don't think of alcohol as a drug, though. I think that's it's got its, it's in its own little... It's its own little it's thing, like, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's having a good time. Yeah. He's in his own little room, you know, shutting his room, making a lot of noise, getting a bit rowdy. Yeah, not doing anyone okay. any harm, He's is all right. it? He's all right over there. Oh, well, here's a statistic for you. Victims of violent incidents believe the offender or offenders to be under the influence of alcohol in around half of the cases. That's from... This is crime stats, basically, so in interviews... Crime stats. Crime stats. Do, 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 do. Crime stats. So, yeah, violent incidents, nearly half. Basically half. That's pretty unsurprising, I suppose. Yeah. It's unsurprising, but then when you take it in the context of what do we do about it, you're like, well, don't we get rid of that that factor? Don't we mm. ban alcohol? Mm. If it's causing violence, if it's causing people to be terrified, domestic violence, mm. casual violence, um, you know. Yeah, you don't see that on the DVD. Yeah. Like a guy <laughs> sipping a bit. One sip and you might punch your wife in the face. Mm. <laughs> this know. is Darren. Darren's punched his wife in the face a lot in the past and has gone to jail for it. Yeah, there's not that. Yeah. The ring at the doorbell, like in the weed one, opens the door. In comes fucking fighting John. In comes cry in the corner, John. <laughs> oh, God. In comes, I love you, mate, I miss you. You know, there's not, there's not that, is no, there? No, no, there isn't that. And that's the thing, it's balance, isn't it? I don't mind, yeah. like, yeah, all right. Don't legalise cannabis, but... but Make alcohol illegal as well. Make make them all, you know, use use a fucking use science mm. to your advantage. Basically, I suppose there is there is is taxed right, and they, they, some people might use that as an argument to say, well, we're not going to ban it, so it's taxed, and hopefully that money goes towards treatment. Mm. I'd be interested to know how much did and and whether that works or or what the balance would be between some sort of restriction rather than tax. I mean, Me too. I I I went to. I had to go to hospital on a Saturday, A&E, to sort of... I got hit in the head with a cricket ball. And by a drunk person? By... <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. You never know. You because know. alcohol is so prevalent mm. that, you know, it could have been a drunk person. Yeah. So I think maybe we should just say that person that was playing cricket was drunk. It was It was a person playing cricket, so yeah. we just didn't come and bash your head in with a cricket ball. No, it was... Um, on a night out. I was in the net. It was a stray ball. I hadn't played cricket for about 12 years mm-hmm. and I just went down because a, a mate had joined a cricket club so I was like oh yeah I used to enjoy cricket mm-hmm. 8 to 10 minutes after my first session of batting a ball yep. somebody in the nets next to me just hooked a cricket bat and I was leaning over to pick up a ball that I'd just sort of 
dunked in front of me. Yeah. And as I leant down, he just... The, the ball just went less than a metre before hitting my head. And it just split it open, basically. Oh, my God. And I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, oh, ringing in my ears. And the guy who was bowling just went, lie down, lie down. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I could see, and then I could see, like, quite an alarming amount of blood was just falling out of my head. So I was just like, okay. Um, Wow. And yeah, um, that part of your head. Return to cricket. And that was the last time I played cricket. Yeah. But that part of your head bleeds profusely oh, yeah, when it's splits. Dangerous as well. Um, also, that that's death regions around yeah, here. Yeah, can you see the scar there? There, a little. Yeah, 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 I, can. Right, yeah. I can. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's like a crescent moon. Anyway, so and I and I was you know I was in there for a few hours and this South African doctor just chatting as she was stitching me up and uh, yeah. and I was just talking to her and she was just like you know it's mad in this country how much you know tonight. I will be dealing with drunk people mm. all night mm. and the occasional person that really genuinely needs help. Mm. But I will be I will be constrained enormously mm. just by stupid fights, arguments, domestic but and I was just like, yeah. That's the, you know, that's the that's the front line, isn't yeah. it? Those doctors having to deal with that. And again, so that's a, that's a well-peddled story and still we yeah, and still I'm, we again, I'm not saying much about it, but yeah, it's it's so it's so inherently in our culture that everyone's mm. aware of that story that A and E's burdened, and it's all because of pissed people on the weekend. But there's no real, there's no nobody ever says what should we do about this. Yeah, there's an uproar about that, but not about the alcohol. Whereas with marijuana, there's such an uproar about the potential links that aren't proven to these things mm. that aren't a dirge on society like it's not like there's schizophrenics running around giving everyone a hard time and taking up A&E and punching people in the face that's not happening but we're worried about that to the extent that we're keeping this particular chemical illegal yet there is something where you know that is costing us millions exactly it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, 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 it's a disproportionate yeah. reaction to something that in scientific terms, there's no real basis for having a reaction mm. to it. Mm. Whereas we're ignoring bigger, more obvious self-evident issues. Yeah. So there's a growing demand for cannabis to be legalised in the face of no decent evidence on its dangers. And I don't, I suppose we don't really have time to go into all the arguments, but um, just a brief rundown. It's not addictive mm-hmm. because nothing in and of itself is addictive. You know, you can you can latch onto anything. You can hook onto anything and be addicted to it. Gabor Maté said he was addicted to buying classical CDs. Which, you know, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. And then he tells you that he... Too. he uh, Yeah. It always gets a laugh when, he, when he's talking about it. It always gets a laugh. And then he says, um, I missed my daughter's birth because I went out to buy a classical CD. Mad. And you're just like, Mad. Yeah. oh. Okay, yeah, you're an addict. Yeah, and that's what addiction is. And I, think, I think addiction is overused anyway mm. as, a, as a term. But also, nothing in and of itself is addictive. 
behaviour is addictive. It, mm. It's not. It's you latch onto something. Sure, but if you have withdrawal symptoms from something such as heroin, then I think there's a there's an easier relationship that you could say that is addictive because when you're not having it, you are having a dreadful time. And you could say that about the, the classical CDs or the deck of cards, but there is a chemical thing going in your on in on your body. Yeah, that's hurting. You know. But I've heard there's it. withdrawal from booze as well. Yeah, you know, there's withdrawal. There, there's a there's a, pe- a period of that. pain, which is what Gabor Mato was saying was that all addiction begins with pain and ends with pain as well. Mm-hmm. So when you when you come off whatever it is that you're addicted to, there is a a moment of pain, a period of pain, which might be physical or it might be mental. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really think there's much value in any distinction there. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, you come off heroin. It's yeah. it's going to be bad, but he he actually cites um, Viet, um, Vietnam War vets who came back. About twenty percent came back to I think California with a heroin addiction, mm-hmm. and within a year it was Makes down sense. to about one to two percent. And the reason for that is because they saw some bad shit out there in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and they were in it, mm-hmm. and they wanted out mentally. They wanted mm-hmm. out of that hell, and yeah. then they got back to California, and it was like oranges. And then surfboards, yeah, beaches. Last one to the beach, the loser. Yeah. And then they they, they them, managed one to. One of them stayed behind and skagged up. One anyway. was like, I'm I'm sticking with the skag. I'm fine. I like you it. You guys go enjoy the beach. Smorish. And then, but everyone like because of their lifestyle had changed, the drug wasn't necessary anymore. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so not addictive. Lung damage, um, as you've said, it's uh, it is damaging to the lungs. Mm. But that's because you're burning it, and if you burn anything, you're gonna get, yeah, you're gonna get some trouble. Yeah, it's but not it's not as bad as tobacco because tobacco has hundreds of additives and chemicals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in it, right? Um, it's not a gateway drug, is it? That's being established. Yeah, it doesn't make you brain so. dead. Um, it doesn't cause crime. Um, it doesn't lead to a loss of motivation um, temporarily, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's true, temporarily. But then that's the point of the drug, isn't it? And memory loss as well. There's no long-term effects on memory loss. Um, so it's all of these things that you think you know about cannabis mm. turn out to be, under scrutiny, untrue. Or at least only partially true mm-hmm. and might mask uh, something else. That's the end of the first part of this podcast. In the next podcast, we're going to take a look at the government reaction to a petition that was signed by over a quarter of a million people in the UK to legalise cannabis Um, and we also went to Amsterdam obviously to check out what it's like over there Um, we met a guy called Larby who's a coffee shop owner his uh, family were coffee shop owners as well Um, he understands the business and he's got some very interesting things to say about Uh, the future of cannabis for the United Kingdom and in general. So, yeah, it's not quite the big finish I hoped for. So um, having discovered Apple Loops, um, I'll just end with some hopefully copyright-free light music to give you the impression that this is sort of um, tied up to some extent, um, which obviously it isn't, just stops, didn't it? But um, don't worry about that because you'll hear the music and you'll assume everything's fine. (laughs) 